Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. A very warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I am your host, and in this episode, we will discuss World Toilet Day. Although many people's first reaction would be to find it humorous that such a day even exists, it is important to take into consideration that there are millions of people around the globe who do not have access to proper sanitation. Imagine not having the luxury of a properly functioning toilet. The mere thought certainly creates a whole new perspective, doesn't it? Now, the objective of this conversation is to determine what World Toilet Day is, why it came into existence, in what way can it contribute to addressing both the global sanitation crisis and sustainable development in general. Now, with me in studio, I have our guests, uh, Ms. Justine Boerta, the Complaints Administrator at the PIRB. I have Obed Kakai, uh, a director at WASAP, an organization called WASAP, also a qualified plumber. And then Jennifer Vandenbush, the director at an organization called Sticky Situations. We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Now, before I fire away with all of the other questions that I have for each of our guests, uh, I would like to offer the opportunity for each, of, uh, for each of our guests just to very briefly introduce themselves. Please tell us a little bit of, about your respective organizations and your role therein, and then also your, your involvement and or your organization's involvement within the plumbing sector or within the, the global sanitation crisis for that matter. Um, can we start off with uh, you, Justine? Hi, Willem. Thank you for having me. So, my name is Justine Boerta. I work for the PIRB. And the PIRB is a professional body for plumbers. So, basically, we registered all qualified plumbers. Um, and I am the complaints administrator for the PIRB. Uh, Obed, if you don't mind, if we can introduce, if you can just introduce yourself to the audience, please. Uh, hello, all. My name is Obed uh, Kikai. I'm a director at WhatsApp. Uh, which stands for Water Amenities, Sanitation Service and Upgrading Program. And I'm also a qualified plumber that we are basically involved in deep slot uh, the squatter camp that side. So yeah, that's all for me. Obed, can I just very briefly ask, when you say that you're involved with deep slot, uh, what, what is it that WASAP uh, is, is involved with in deep slot? We are doing maintenance, uh, repairing, and upgrading of uh, toilets that have been installed there by the city. 100%. Jennifer, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience, please? Sure. Thank you for having us. My name is Jennifer Vandenbush from an organization called Sticky Situations. Uh, our organization uh, does a lot of participatory development, um, and we've been collaborating with WhatsApp or the residents of Dipswit since 2006, 
when a program uh, which we called The Global Studio, run by then University of Rome, uh, Columbia University and University of Sydney, uh, came to Dipsuit, were invited by the city of Johannesburg, the then Urban um, Transformation Department, um, to teach architects, uh, student architects, uh, urban designers and planners how to do participatory design and participatory development. So we got involved in Dipsuit. We met Obed and the WhatsApp team um, about 12, 13 years ago, and we're continuing to collaborate. And when you say developing, that's developing, uh, that's social developing or that's developing of the uh, townships or uh, the rural areas? At our organisation, we believe that development is a multi-pronged approach. It's one thing to develop the hard Mm. infrastructure, but hard infrastructure needs social infrastructure and other types and financial infrastructure to keep it going. Um, so, for example, we use WhatsApp as an example because that's what we're talking about today. Uh, the toilets and the infrastructure belong to um, government, national government, um, installed by uh, the Department of um, Department of Housing. Um, and they have not been installed over 20 years ago and have not been maintained since then. So whilst it's all good and well to go and develop a program that repairs and maintains, you also need to have relationships with communities, relationships with government entities, relationships with community leaders and ward councillors. So we believe that development is a multi-pronged approach. It is hard development and it's soft development. It's skills, it's social skills, it's educational skills, it's qualifications like plumbing qualifications, but it's also about hard infrastructure. And, and Jennifer, can you just sort of very briefly tell us how does that fit in with World Toilet Day? Well, everybody needs a toilet. Every single human being on the planet has to pop out a poo and they have to wee. <laughs> and sure. then, of course, we have absolutely, and then we have women that need toilets for periods of monthly menstruating. We have people who are sick, people vomit in toilets. Toilets are important. If we didn't have toilets... And, in, and, a, and a plumbing system in our cities, we would not be able to have the high densities that we have. We would have high cases of disease and infections and health challenges, which at the moment we do. So the issue in Dipsuit is that because toilets are not maintained and densities are extremely high, oh, but how many people are sharing a toilet? How many families in Extension 1? We have got 35 families that are sharing a toilet. So 35 families share one toilet. So if we imagine an average house in the suburb, so I've got an average house in the suburb, we have two toilets in our house for four people and four visitors. That's about one toilet per two people. We're looking, if we say an average family is, say, four people, 35, that's 120 people sharing one toilet. Those toilets are going to break. If it is World Toilet Day is critical, not only for health and sanitation, but also in terms of water, because we're using our precious resources to flush away the poo and flush away the diseases. If we cannot flush away those diseases safely and plumbers, qualified plumbers, are not trained properly to keep our sanitation healthy and to make sure that the sewage and the diseases are not flowing in our streets, well, then we have a serious problem with our cities. For sure, and I think that is an extremely important factor to bring across to the audience members and then, and then obviously the members of the public in general. Um, Justine, please tell us a little bit more about World Toilet Day itself. Uh, when in, and, and, and by whom was it founded? Okay, Willem, so World Toilet Day since 2013, November 19th, was established as World Toilet Day by the United Nations. 
right? And and what is the purpose of World, World Toilet Day? What why was it brought into existence in the first place? Um, it was brought into existence to break the taboos around toilets and raise awareness of sustainable sanitation options. And what is the theme of this year's World Toilet Day? So this year, um, World Toilet Day 2020, focus on sustainable sanitation and climate change. All right, which fits in perfectly with uh, the organizations like WhatsApp and, and, and Sticky, sticky Situation. Absolutely, yes. Uh, Jennifer, does climate change affect sanitation? And, and if it does, if so, in what way does it affect it? Well, if I think about the experience we've had with the WhatsApp team, um, the WhatsApp team collected data over four years, I think, to look at uh, water. And water is an issue and our resources are something that are severely affected by climate change. Um, at the moment, the toilets in Dipset Extension 1 are waterborne systems. The data that was gathered demonstrated that without maintenance, 4,000 litres per toilet per day is lost that water is an incredibly precious resource um, and we have to conserve it. And as climate change becomes more and more of an issue, it becomes more and more critical to conserve the resources that we have. So 4,000 toilets, 4,000 litres per day, how many toilets? Oh, 600, 642. 642 toilets times 4,000. We're looking, that's an enormous amount of water to be lost. And that is only water that's leaking out of the top structures. That does not include the leaks that are happening underground in the feeder systems and the water feeding the toilets. Um, so so that, that's my take on how toilets um, and sanitation, water and sanitation affects um, or is affected by climate change. Obed, what important factors should the audience know about World Toilet Day? I think proper infrastructure. Uh, uh, I think the toilet is the most important part of our daily lives. If our communities are not having uh, adequate toilets, uh, it's not healthy. Yeah, and, and then, on the other hand, when you look, uh, like, like Jen has elaborated, on uh, the, the, the leakages that toilets have, and then it, it impacts the health, because when the water fills out of the toilet go into the, into the streets, it, the, the, it, then there's no healthy. There's, people are getting diseases from those things, because water is being mixed with some of the dead or along the streets. So the most important part about this day, the World, uh, the World Toilet Day, is people have to have the adequate toilet facilities. That's the most important part. I'd like to also make a comment, if I can. I think what Justine, what Justine was saying earlier about um, uh, removing the stigma, and they're absolutely right. For WhatsApp to find funding to repair toilets, water and sanitation, it is incredibly unsexy. Nobody wants to fund toilets. And it, it is to be, it remains to be, even in this day and age, using a toilet, having to do a poo, having to do a wee, and having to flush away these, these human, um, human waste, is it remains quite taboo. And, and I agree that World Toilet Day is critical to try and change people's mindsets about this. I remember in one year we must have been turned down by so many sets of funding and they funded other projects that were more water-based as opposed to sanitation-based. Yet the work that WhatsApp does is critical. Um, you know, if you walk down the streets of, of, of Dipsut, there are many streets with sewage running down it where children have no places to play and they play on those streets. There are many deaths.
Many, many deaths. I have the statistics on the water from the four years of research that was conducted by an independent research body in Dipsut. There are a number of um, water meters that were installed around Dipsut Extension 1. So it worked out if all 642 toilets in Extension 1 were repaired and maintained, 4,640 litres per toilet per day could be saved. That works out across Extension 1. Now, that is only one small part of Dipsut at a billion litres of water per year. That cost the city of Johannesburg in 2018, it cost the city of Johannesburg 20 million rand in lost water sales. For WhatsApp to carry on a repairs and maintenance program in just Extension 1 would cost 1.3 million. I think, Jennifer, you know, it's, it's, it's as much as is it important uh, to, to, to say that it's 20 million rand worth of currency that was lost due to the water loss. You know, water is, water is life. Um, it's one of the most essential commodities in, in, in life and in society. We cannot exist without it. Humans, life, the planet cannot exist without it. So, so as much as there was financial loss and 20 million rand per annum, you know, lost by, by the city of Johannesburg uh, due to the loss of the water, it's also the fact that water that we need to live from has been lost. You, you're right there. And then, the, the, you know, the sad part of it all is uh, all this infrastructure, like when Jen is talking about the 20 million loss, it's only a, a, smaller, a small part of that deep slit where you, you will find a population of uh, maybe 100 to 200,000 people that are living there. And then in those 642 toilets, you can imagine what a massive loss is. But if you can just uh, expand it and throughout the, the whole city, it's more than that. And all the infrastructure are not being well taken care of. Can I, can I deduce from what you've said before that WhatsApp focuses both on uh, installing infrastructure or is it purely by the, the maintenance of that infrastructure, the, the, san- you know, the sanitary uh, part of it or sanitation? I would say we do both. We do maintenance, installation, upgrading, and maintenance. And that is not to just, you know, a, a, a humane factor. That is not just for the sake of humanity and, and, and bringing, uh, you know, worth and value to people and creating and improving living conditions for people. But that's also to save our resources. And it's also to, to you know, alleviate the, the spread of diseases. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsitraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. And now, back to our conversation. I want to get back to one of the factors that Jennifer has mentioned. Um, she said, you know, that to find funding for your projects is extremely difficult because nobody wants to fund a toilet. But then, you know, it, it makes me think that, you know, people take toilet and sanitation for granted. 
you know, society, the general public takes it for granted. They do not, you know, because of the fact that they have a toilet or maybe even two toilets in their house in the suburban areas, you know, they do not take into consideration that there are millions of people around the globe who certainly do not have the luxury of a flushing, properly functioning toilet. Is that correct? It is correct. Uh, you know, if we can mention uh, how many institutions we have applied for funding, and they, they came with stories and excuses for funding, uh, especially, uh, I would say, the township where it's only shacks. Because I, I, I'll put it like that. Because like you are saying, uh, people are living conveniently with their toilets inside the houses and all that. But we, we had some positives in, 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 in applying for funding. We had some internationals, of which we, we are very, very, very courageous of having them, of which they didn't look uh, for excuses to fund us. They just came, and then we, we, we gave them our story. And you know what? They were, not to say they were bought up, but they were very touched of how can living human beings stay in this kind of infrastructure, mm. whereas they having government that is being, uh, uh, I would say, our government is so good right now that they can fund us like for 15 years, but they haven't done that. We don't. I don't want to pinpoint and go to certain departments. But what I'm saying is, we've got uh, our Department of Water and Sanitation. I don't want to go to our whole government. We've got the Department of Water and Sanitation. That are that are the ones that City Johannesburg uh, Water is under them. Rand Water and all those entities are under them. But we have done presentations, I don't know how many times Jen can collaborate with that. We have done so many collaborate, uh, presentations to those guys. But you know the story. They will come, hey guys, you are doing a very good job. Hey, we give you the reference. Go and call this who and who. But after doing that, it's gone. They are gone. Yes. But back to, to your question. I think if uh, everybody can find the, uh, the importance of having toilet, I mean a, a very good adequate toilet. I'm not talking about your flushing toilet, I'm not talking about, but if a, an adequate toilet, it's you go there with pride, you come out with pride. That is one of our slogans as Wasa. When you go in, in the toilet, you go with your pride. When you come out, the pride should, should still be there because the toilet is very clean. When you come out again, you should leave the toilet the way you find it. Can I make a point as well? So first, three things. Firstly, can I plug the people who are supporting us, who have been amazing? It's the, South Africa, it's the South African Plumbing Institute. It's PIRB. Justine, thank you. You guys rock. It's the International Plumbing Institute, IAPMO. It's IWISH Foundation. It's the What If Organization in Dipsert. It's the Australian Embassy I have been supporting and the British Plumbing Board. So it's mostly people in the development realm and in the plumbing industries who have understood the importance of what we're doing. Because, I mean, let's face it, communal facilities on government-owned property is a state responsibility. However, we cannot be naive and presume that we have a state that is either is, is semi-functional and in that condition we have no choice but to try and find our own solutions and think out of the box. So therefore, WhatsApp have worked really hard at getting partnerships with Joburg Water, who have been in principle and in many ways supportive. Um, and WhatsApp have certainly not asked government for money, but they certainly have said, here's our model, take it, 
use it. It works. We've piloted and tested it. And I think, I think also, you know, trying to think out of the box for these sort of solutions, I think is critical across the board when it comes to both climate change, our environment, resources, and community development. Because, you know, a lot of people are going to say a lot of the, a lot of the, um, the comeback that, that, that we will get when we post on different social medias is, well, people destroy the toilets, they should stop destroying the toilets. But at 39 families a day, number one, you know, that's a whole lot of maintenance happening on, on a toilet, a whole lot of wear and tear. But number two, there are always going to be people in communities that break and damage things and don't care. So one of the criti critical things WhatsApp do is also work very, very closely with their community. And so the whole street now looks after the toilet and tries to make sure that the drunk guy at night doesn't damage it or, des or destroy it and that the toilets are locked when it's more dangerous. So, so I think I think I think a huge hats off to WhatsApp for thinking out of the box, for drawing attention to their cause through arts programs, through PIRB supporting through CPD points for plumbers to come and help on World, World Toilet Day. Sure. So, I, I think you know, you know, for for creating awareness, I think World Toilet then World Toilet Day then serves a, a good purpose to bring, uh, you know, or create awareness and bring. Uh, you know, to to the public, the general public out there, um, these these issues and the projects and the organisations that try to make a difference and and try to improve, uh, you know, living conditions for other people, um, and and by the sounds of it, that you know, from from, I can I can deduce from what you're saying that one of the challenges that you are facing with your your organizations and the projects that you are tackling is to find funding there for. Um, but Jennifer and Obed, can you, what other challenges or what are the greatest challenges in South Africa specifically when it comes to sanitation and toilets? I tell you my pet, my pet baby. <sighs> you know, we have a lot of what people call hijacked or bad buildings in town and in the, in the, in the, in the inner city. And WhatsApp have certainly assisted recently. They were in Vredadorp trying to assist a building that didn't have enough access to taps and the toilets certainly don't flush. I mean, I, I just, I cannot think, even through COVID, um, WhatsApp were able to go to Kaya Sands to a different settlement um, and repair a bunch of taps. Um, I think it was about 50 taps or 100 taps that were repaired to try and give people more access to clean running water. Um, you know, it's not just about toilets, but it's also access to the water to wash and to be healthy and to wash your hands. And I think at this time it's quite critical. Um, if I think of the settlements that we've been to around the city that have one tap for 500 people, um, you know, I, I, me in my head, I can't get beyond the fact that we have a city that's full of resources, yet we cannot provide enough water. Water is life, as you say, Willem. We cannot provide enough taps for people to access water. People who are already living very difficult lives and having to wash clothes by hand, no access to electricity, um, walk miles and miles to work, to find work, are already having to queue up to do their washing and to wash clothes on a Saturday. And, and washing clothes is an, is an all-day affair because there's one tap to go around. So me, myself... In my head, I can't get past that point. We have the structures. We have the infrastructure to do it. But we can't provide our people with enough access to clean running water. It is just so shocking to see the state of the uh, uh, sewerage in infrastructure and the water infrastructure of municipalities is in number one. Number two, um, to see 
how little infrastructure there are in the rural areas and in the townships. Um, so I'm sorry to <laughs> to have that reaction to what you've just stated, and I and I should have had a better reaction. <laughs> uh, you know, it's I, it, it is. No, look, it, look, it doesn't matter. Remember, we all spend time in different fields, and I spend a lot of time in these spaces, and I work very closely with municipalities, with local government, and you know, with NGOs, private sector and organisations, that, that's what I do on a daily basis. So we sort of see this stuff, but we, you know, we see how dysfunctional often the municipalities are, but we see also really good people within these systems who are really trying to make a difference. So, you know, we find ways of working with the good people, people who are trying to change, and, and we, we just have to think out of the box. Because yeah. if, we, if, we, if, we, if we let ourselves get down and get frustrated with the lack of what we don't have, then we're never going to get anywhere, um, yeah. I think, because it's overwhelming. I'd rather come up with solutions than, than focusing on, on, on just what is what we can't do and what, what, they, what isn't in place. Yeah, I think just to add on what Janice said, you know, we've got some good people around the communities that are very appreciative of what we are doing that are willing to, to help, even though it's not about uh, uh, monetary and it's, about, it's not about material. But to say, you know, guys, we wish we can do something about and help you guys on what you are doing. So I think when coming to sanitation and, and water, we, we need more partnership of the, the city. And even some of our... Politic, political or our politics, they need to be involved because we cannot, be, we cannot do this ourselves. We need to hold ourselves hand in hand and do these things. Do you know what my dream is? My dream is to have an army of plumbers that just sweeps across Johannesburg yeah. in every single settlement and just repairs the infrastructure that we have. Can you imagine if we had 100 plumbers and, and 50 trucks, utes yeah. or buckies yeah. running around the city. In three or four months, we could make sure at least the tap where the infrastructure is, is working. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? It will be. It will be amazing. Justine, how many plumbers Absolutely. have you got on your, on your board? Do you think we can get 100 plumbers out there? For <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess if you put the request through, maybe if they listen to this podcast, some of them would. Because I'm actually sitting here and I'm like, I literally, I'm one of the people who took the luxury of having a flushing toilet and proper sanitation for granted until I've listened to what you guys have to say. So I would also like to put the request out there for a hundred plumbers to go through and help wash up and sticky situations just to repair some of people's toilets, you know, um, help with proper um, taps and stuff like that. I know that out of the plus minus 7,000 registered plumbers we have on our system, there should be at least more than 100 people who would be willing to do something for charity like and, this. And, and, and Justine, just to add to that, you know, they should look past the fact that they can obtain CPD points for that. It Absolutely. should be about a greater purpose than just obtaining CPD Absolutely points. It should valid. be about the upliftment of society and the development I, of I, society. I absolutely agree with them. They shouldn't look to get something out of it, but rather do something out of the goodness of their hearts and just put themselves in the situation that certain people are living in. Um, I, for one, where my husband is from, they people also don't have access to running water. And the few houses where we stay 
that does have its people who can who's actually making a decent living or work and make decent money and we could actually afford to put in this like for our own water and stuff like that so i absolutely understand what the people in dipslot is going through i see it on a daily basis so it would be really great if plumbers would just go through without getting anything out of the situation just do it for charity Uh, we also have to say that we forgot to give a really big plum, a big, a big plug to Plumlink, who have also been extraordinary local private sector who are supporting this work of WhatsApp. So plumbers, buy Plumlink if you're going to come. Buy Plumlink as well. <laughs> shout out to Plumlink as well. Huge shout out to Plumlink. You know, I've actually had the, 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 you know, the privilege, if I can call it, for lack of better words. To, to have an interview and on one of our podcasts with uh, Gary Chandler, who is the the you know the, the CEO of Plumlink. So, CEO of yes. So so I wanna okay. Yes. To, sorry to cut in. I, I just wanted to say this when we're talking about hundred plumbers, we 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 hosted World Plumbing Day in Dipslut, mm. and we have the response from the plumbers that were registered from IOPSA. They, and PRB, they came in numbers. When we when we did the upgrading there and maintenance, you know, uh, even our community was so very amazed that you guys, like this cooperative, you brought so many plumbing companies to come here and help us during this during this course. And you know what, the hundred number that we are talking about, it can it's nothing. We can even do at the hundred and fifty to two hundred because we have already. Yeah, we have already seen that the, 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 the response from the plumbing industry, they can come at any time. You know, a bit just to hear that, uh, it, it, it sort of gives me goosebumps and, and a warm feeling in my heart to hear that, you know, they came in their numbers and that there are so many, you know, companies, plumbing companies and, and individual plumbers who were willing to step in and step up yeah. and, and make a difference. Yeah. I, I, I want to ask the next question to all three of our guests. Um, one of the aims of World Toilet Day is to encourage effective action to be taken to address uh, the global sanitation crisis and, and also to help achieve uh, uh, the sixth goal of the United, United Nations, which is sustainable development. And, and it also envisions sanitation for all by 2030. Um, can I just ask, in, in your opinions, is this achievable? Uh, can I start? Yes, for sure, Jennifer. <laughs> so, look, the, SD, the, SD, the, MD, the MDGs that changed into the SDGs are, are all good and well. They're, they're fabulous global goals that solidify governments across the world to act in unison towards a single outcome. And I think the, the, the South African um, national, national uh, I think it's the IDP process, not the IDP? NDP. Uh, the NDP. Yeah. The South African... Um, God, the national government doesn't quite align with the SDGs. There's some things that, that aren't quite there. But at the same time, I just we just don't see, whilst at a higher level, it's great to see these collaborations and partnerships and people trying to align different you know, international and national agendas. We just don't see the action on the ground. And it's 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 sort of the the soapbox I've been on for many years. It's, it is great to have the policies. It is great to have the concrete, concrete goals for everybody to align to, but we just don't see the change. Whilst I 
Uh, uh, Obed, how long have we been repairing toilets? Oh, it's, it's 20 years now. Yeah. So how long? So we are not seeing. We're not seeing a change. We're not seeing in settlements across Johannesburg. And look, that that is the area that I work the most is across no. the city. We're not seeing in settlements. We're not seeing it in high density buildings. We're not seeing it anywhere. So great and well to have the goals. And other other colleagues uh, would argue with me, and they say that well, actually, these goals that governments align themselves to help us to advocate for change. So it helps in the courts. It helps. To fight for, um, uh, it helps to fight for justice and human rights. It helps to um, it helps to win court battles essentially, and to pressurise the government into delivering what they're not delivering. But at the end of the day, we are not seeing the change. And the MDGs said nobody was going to live in poverty by the year 2015. But you know we're past that now. It, I don't believe it's ever going to happen. Uh, not that the SDGs aren't a good thing for people to align to but we're just not seeing the action on the ground or the results. Do you think, Jennifer, that there is something that can be done to help to achieve these goals? Uh, adopt no, the WhatsApp model? Simple. Simple. Just to, to, to add on what Jen, and even your question, you know, we can achieve this through partnership and working together. You understand? There is, there is nothing that uh, going to, to a war and you don't have armor, you understand? So if we want to reach the 2030 goals, we need to work together on this. Let people come, come down and see what people on the ground are doing and partner with those people on the ground so that the goals to be reached, simple as that. And train an army of women plummers. Yes. Sorry, Ovid. <laughs> that I am, that I am. So, Jennifer, with the effect and the impact of COVID-19 in, in society and in general, would you say that sanitation is or at least that it should be an important strategy and method for government to combat the spread of diseases? Well, I think it's been proven that um, washing our hands regularly and access to water is definitely helps in the spread of COVID. But I think what we've seen in South Africa is not not massive, you know, when, when it first hit and lockdown first hit, I think many of us were afraid that places like Dipsit would be overrun with COVID infections. But it hasn't been the case. And, you know, as someone who comes from Australia, who, you know, only really under, started to understand how townships operated, um, you know, 15 years ago, um, I, I have to say that people from a shack will be a hell of a lot cleaner than people from a normal house. People's shirts are ironed even when they don't have electricity. People are incredibly hygienic. Um, people wash their hands more often, and I think it's a, it's a net, it's become a, a reaction of living in those sort of circumstances that people are already incredibly hygienic in these places. So they might look dirty from the outside and disorganised, but they're actually very organised and very hygienic in many ways. There might be sewage down the middle of the street, but that house and that yard is spick and span and clean. Nobody will touch a piece of food without washing their hands. Um, so I, I think the impact of COVID, I don't think has been in terms of the, of the health sense in the majority. It's been in the economic loss. It's been in the food security and the economic loss. That has had a massive, massive impact on people and people's, um, people's livelihoods. Uh, I think, you know, what you've just mentioned about the, the hygiene in, in, in these uh, settlements, in these rural areas and townships, um, it's, a, it's such an incredibly interesting factor. You know, I don't think that many people of, of society or in, in the general public are aware of that. Um, 
you know, and it certainly helps in, in, in returning to the question that I asked about combating the spread of diseases. That already helps, you know. Um, we were talking about sanitation and if that can help spread diseases and certainly a sustainable you know, sanitation system would greatly contribute to that. Um, so, Justine, what does a sustainable sanitation system entail? Okay, Willem, so a sustainable sanitation begins with a toilet that effectively captures human waste in a safe, accessible, and a dignified setting. Um, the waste then gets uh, stored in a tank, which can be emptied later by a collection service or transported away by pipework. So the next stage is then treatment and safe disposal of this human waste. Safe reuse of human waste helps save water, reduces and captures greenhouse gas emissions for energy production and can provide agricultural with reliable source of water and nutrition. That's very interesting, Justine. You you mentioned something that that, that has always been a question of mine personally. Um, Perhaps Jennifer and Obed may have some some more information to elaborate about the safe reuse of, of human waste. Look, I, I don't really know much about it. I do know that in my study days in Australia, it used to, if, if it was an aerated sewage farm, you had to, the sludge at the bottom had to be put aside for seven years before it could be used for compost. Now, please don't quote me on that, but I know that there are, there are systems that can be used. I just don't really know much about it. Um, but I, I do also know, I mean, our, sewer, our sewage works are over, over, overburdened all the time. The Dipslet, the, the sewage works, the northern wastewater works up by um, Dipslet, in between Dipslet and Danefern, um, regularly floods um, during, during when it rains because people um, plumb their stormwater into the sewage system um, instead of disposing, in, disposing of it. So um, I, th- I think our sewage systems, and so therefore the northern wastewater works, ends up with large ponds full of silt from the stormwater that people have illegally connected. And then the valley fills with sewage because it floods and then it affects people living there. So there's a whole cycle and a whole system that I think that, you know, we're in trouble, we're in trouble with. And, and I think people need to have more awareness. I, I believe that World Toilet Day is not just about, shouldn't just be about toilets, but it's also about that whole system and cycle. You know, the same way kids learn from that drawing about how water evaporates into the clouds, the clouds get full, the rain comes down. You know, maybe kids should have a similar diagram that talks about how sewage, how human waste is treated and the system that it goes through within a municipal system. Absolutely. And I think it's about also the planning. I think when you mentioned the fact that, you know, the, the sewage systems are, are, are constantly overburdened, I think it also goes back to the planning that went into it. And I, I don't think that it was foreseen that population would, would increase so drastically um, and, and certainly not in specific or certain areas that that people the the population would become so dense there and therefore they may not have been the necessary proper planning uh to to uh, uh, um, accommodate the the numbers of people that would, would would live in certain areas and therefore the infrastructure isn't quite sufficient you know the sanitation infrastructure sewerage infrastructure uh possibly isn't quite sufficient um, and that, that's one of the reasons why it's so overburdened. Jennifer Nobed, I want to ask you, are there ways in which society and the, and, the, and the public in general can contribute to the improvement of sanitation? 
My broad general principle is we all need to share what we have. So if we're a plumber and if we have skills, spend a day a month going into your local township and repairing what you can. If you, um, you know, if you can't, if you, if you can't, if you don't have those skills, or you're afraid to go into the township, um, buy a couple of taps and give it to someone to be able to repair. Because there's people with skills everywhere. So my broader principle is, if we all shared what we have a little bit more. So if there was a once a month Mandela Day, I think the world would be a better place. Share our resources. We all have different resources. Some of us only have time. Some of us have money. Some of us have things. Share what we have, and and then and, you know, in any way we can. It's not just about sanitation and plumbing. I mean, that's our baby. Oh, for sure. But um, if, I think if we all changed our attitudes a bit and made more time, because life, let's face it, life is also really tough for everyone. It's very hard to find time. COVID has made things very challenging and very unstable for people. Um, and I think if we're all just a little bit kinder to each other. Yeah, and I think giving awareness. I think. Uh, we should do some uh, awareness on, on communities. Let them know what, how important uh, sanitation it is for them and even using the toilet it is for them. And it starts, it, it starts with our little bambinos, the ones that are in, in school, in high, in high school, because after school they come back and they use those facilities. You understand? So there should be awareness concerning where I'm planning, where I'm trying to take. Sure. And, 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 and certainly it can, it can start there and it can, and it can uh, you know, it can also include podcasts and conversations like the one that we have now. World Toilet Day can certainly be publicized and, uh, you know, more and, 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 and be advertised more and, and be uh, introduced to, to a greater audience. Um I want to ask Jennifer, what do you wish for this year's toilet day to achieve? A <laughs> hundred plumbers for a month, of course. <laughs> I, I would like to see, and you know what? It's not just about um, repairing taps. It's also about camaraderie. You know, when WhatsApp do this every single day, and they, you know, that we have we have team members and we support each other. But when a plumbing truck arrives or ten plumbing truck arrives on site, it feels good. It feels like, you know, we're validating the work and the efforts that somebody else does. So, you know, just, just being there or, or makes a huge difference. It's about working together towards a common goal. It's about feeling like you're not alone in what you're trying to accomplish. So World Plumbing Day, I would, again, I would love to see if plumbers want to, if they need help, uh, accessing or finding toilets to repair. We have literally tens of thousands of toilets and taps that can be repaired. Um, yeah, that's my wish. I bet in what ways can, can plumbers become more involved in World Toilet Day? I think contribution. We, we need as many plumbers, like Janice said, we need as many plumbers as, as possible. Like, uh, not only to come, but you know, sometimes just to, to, to come and visit, to visit and say, oh, but uh, how is how is WhatsApp doing? You understand? Just you know, sometimes you you don't need a person to come, but just a word from him saying, guys, how are you doing? You know, just to keep us going, so that we know that what we are doing is very valuable and is very important to the whole society. They they never know where you need help and in, in, in what way they can help if they do not 
you know, at least just come and pop in and say hi Definitely. And, and ask. Definitely. How are you guys doing? Are you making progress? Are you making, are you having success? Are you achieving success? Definitely. Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulate It Plumber. Justine, so so uh, I I hear a bird whistle that the PRB has a competition running for World Toilet Day. Can you elaborate on that and tell us a little bit more about that? So yes, Willem, we do have a competition running for World Toilet Day. So for 0.5 CPD points, um, plumbers can share one of the PIRB's World Toilet Day posts on Facebook, um, take a screenshot of that share and submit that screenshot in order to claim their 0.5 CPD points. Um, the PIRB will then also pick three random winners so the first winner will get um, 15 COCs, PIRB COCs. The second winner will get 10 PIRB COCs. And the third winner will get 5 PIRB COCs. Um, these winners will be announced during our renewal and registration podcast. So Plumber should look out for that as well on the 25th of November. And then the CPD, for the CPD, it's a 24-hour activity. And this needs to happen on the 19th of November. So on the 19th of November, share one of our, our one of our World Toilet Day posts. Sorry, on our Facebook page, take a screenshot a screenshot of your share and submit that to the PIRB CPD department in order to um, claim your CPD points. So to, to stand a chance to win COCs for free. So that that is actually <laughs> and a few, quite a few COCs. Exactly. For free. Yeah. So they, they simply have to share a Facebook. A, f- a Facebook post. I know the the COCs. It's kind of like the PIRB giving to them. Uh-huh. So f- for them to get CPD points, they okay. need to share our C- <laughs> our Facebook post. And then the COCs is just a cherry on top of three random lucky. The tree. Yeah. <laughs> the and then the for absolutely nothing, I would urge. I would like to urge our proud PIRB registered plumbers to reach out to. Um, organizations such as WhatsApp and Sticky Situations and take up Obed um, and Jennifer on their challenge of 100 plumbers a month to reach out and fix steps or um, maintain toilets or just do something. And that's for absolutely nothing, just for peace of mind. Justine, Justine, thank you. That's amazing. And thank you both so much for highlighting this. And thank you for the World, the World Toilet Day. It really is important. PIB, Justine, Justin, you've always been amazing at supporting these sort of programs. So thank you for going out of the box. I just wish the rest of society understood how important plumbers were. Absolutely. Jennifer, uh, you having thanked uh, the PRB and, and Justine for for the for the for their inputs, I would like to thank you and and Obed both um, as well as Justine uh, for your time and your effort and uh, you know in in having joined us in this session in this conversation and for the valuable information that you've shared with our audience. Um, I think that you know no very few people are aware of these kind of projects and these kind of organizations and World Toilet Day for that matter and, and, and the crisis that we have in, you know, in, in the world when it comes to sanitation and toilets. Um, so thank you. I want to really thank you for your time and your effort. And then, of course, also just before I close off, I would like to thank the audience 
for having tuned in and actually for their time and having listened to this conversation. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.